Beanbag, a Cairo student-led podcast. We are the mentorship class. I'm Adam, this is Isaac, and today we're going to be interviewing Mr. Austin. So to start, um, how would you introduce yourself? Hi everyone, my name is Mr. Austin. I'm the co-founder and executive director of Kairos Public Schools. Um, and how did Kairos originate? So Kairos originated from my wife and I partnering with some local educators that had deep roots in Vacaville. Um, we were all educators within the Vacaville Unified School District for many years. And we wanted to start a school that our own kids would go to. And we wanted to use the skills, knowledge, and experience that we had to kind of create our own model that would be independent from the school district and can kind of be something that would be innovative and try something new because we are the only uh, and the first and only independent charter school in Vacaville. And so what we're doing is really a, a unique and innovative model that our community hasn't seen before. All right. So on that note, when you, you were talking about how you partnered up some people to um, start the school, how was Kairos like in the beginning? So Kairos was a very much a grassroots startup. So we hired, we didn't have a building. We didn't have anything when we first started. So we actually partnered with a local tutoring center where we did all of our interviewing for teachers because we didn't have a campus yet. And then when we finally uh, signed an agreement for the campus that we're on today, um, this campus was abandoned for about 13 years. It wasn't fully op uh, operating. Um, there was not a real school that was operating off of here. There was homeless people all around. The, it was really dirty. It needed to be cleaned up. So from the very beginning, we wanted to have a partnership with parents where parents would feel welcomed on campus. They would take ownership of the campus and really get involved with their students. And so we actually had a community cleanup day, and we had over 350 families come and they cleaned up and beautified this campus to make it ready for everybody. And then really, you know, our founding group of teachers, and some of them are still with us today, you're in middle school, so you guys have Miss Hobbs and Miss Zadnick, they're founding teachers with us. Um, and really we had to build everything from scratch, everything from what our report cards were gonna look like, what our class schedule was gonna look like, the offerings, the events that we have, whether it was fall festival, or day on the green or any of the fun activities that we have we really had to build it from scratch because there wasn't a district or a, a community tradition um, yet so we really had to establish what that tradition was going to be and really what that did is it it brought in a lot of investment so families were invested in the school teachers were invested students were invested because they got to do everything new including they got to pick the mascot of kairos you know, most times when you go into a school, the mascot has been long established. It's been around for a long time, longer than most of us have been alive. And for Kairos, we had a huge amount of military um, students here and, and uh, military wives. And so when we let them vote, they voted on the Patriots. And that's how we became the Kairos Patriots. And likely it's because we've had such a strong military presence in our Kairos community for a long time. Um, what plans do you have for the future? So plans for the future, that's a great question. So obviously, you know, we would love to be able to create a high school in the future. 
Um, we purchased 11 acres um, of land in 2018. So I know people on the podcast won't see this, but over there on the board is the outline of the new campus we own. And we're looking at starting phase one of that construction project actually in the next few months. So our Kairos Innovative Scholars Program, which is our independent study homeschool program, is currently leasing a facility here in town. And we're going to do phase one of a building project on that 11 acres. And then the goal is to save our money and um, partner with some other organizations and try to get the funding to build out a whole new campus so that we can have a, a total K-12 offering for the people of Vacaville. So that's our goal is to continue to serve. We've had in this last year over a thousand students on our wait list. So there's obviously a strong demand for what we offer here at Kairos. So we would love to serve more because ultimately when we get to have students in our program, they get to be really well, you know, they're growing, they're thriving just like you guys are every single day. And we want to be able to offer that to more people. And if we can offer that through high school for our families, we think that they would really like that as well. Yeah. Um, so another question that I have is, um, what was your main goal for Kairos and how have you accomplished it? So I would say our main goal was that we would have a school community where parents would feel like they had voice in the process and they would have a choice. So typically if charter schools did not exist, you would be required to go to the school that's in your neighborhood. And it's just, there's no other options for you. You just go to your neighborhood school. So we wanted to provide choice. And with charter schools, um, people choose to come here. You're not required to come here. You can choose to leave today if you wanted to. Um, but then also with voice in the process, you know, I mentioned that there was a lot of involvement. It's like, let's help us design these activities and our policies and procedures. So that's voice. That's giving people the ability to speak up and really bring about change. So voice and choice was our, our big one. And then the secondary one that was huge was community service and community involvement. And so we believe that we are serving our community by the blood, sweat and tears that it's taken to build this school and keep the school operating. And so that's a service to the community. And we want to teach our young scholars like you guys to really give back to the community, whether it's Vacaville or it's the global community, but really invest into others because at the end of the day, you could be the smartest person in the world, um, but if you don't care for people, what are you really? And so we wanted to create that. And so we, we've been recognized both statewide and nationally for our civic engagement and the community service. And, you know, we our, our middle schoolers typically volunteer at over 80 different locations throughout Solano County. And those are all great things. Those are all measurables to show how we're achieving our goal. Um, but we're not finished, you know, with anything, you never want to just be settled and content with what you have. We want to continue to grow and thrive and help you guys grow and thrive and create unique opportunities for you to invest in the community and invest in yourselves. Yeah. How will anything from the past or present of Kairos correlate to the future of Kairos? That's a deep question there, my friend. I yeah. like that. Um, I think that, you know, from the past, there's a foundation that was laid. You know, the foundation of voice and choice, the foundation of, of students and service. And so from there, I think it's really the launch pad. 
into other things. And so whether or not we launch a high school and we have internships with local legislative officials or city council members and city governments or school boards, you know, whatever that might be to serve the community and get students involved in the actual decision making that's taking place in our communities. I think that the foundation that was laid on service, voice and choice will really be the launch pad to take that into the future and create those unique opportunities that you don't really hear about. In other schools, I mean, how many other students are you hearing in high schools that might be able to partner with city council members or school board members or local legislators on drafting policy and hearing community stakeholder feedback and then creating change? And I think that, you know, students are able to accomplish a lot more than what we give them credit for in America today. Oftentimes we try to hold you guys to your grade levels and you know, these different things, this box that we feel like you should fit in as kids. But I think our belief is that you guys have the potential to do so much more. And so if we can create those opportunities to help you really thrive, then I think that that is something that is going to help us be successful and help you be successful in the future. Yeah. Um, so uh, what are some goals? Do you have any goals that you've set that you still haven't accomplished yet? Mm -hmm. If you don't have goals that you haven't accomplished yet, you're probably dead. So that's, that's my theory is that you should always have goals and you should always be striving to accomplish new goals until you're dead. Um, because really there's nothing else to do at that point. Right? So yes, there's absolutely goals. And like I mentioned, one of the goals would be to launch a high school for you guys. Um, I think that another goal for us is to create those partnerships with the community um, where there could be real internships. Um, I think that some other goals that we have is to further expand the exhibition nights and momentum nights that our middle schoolers put on to really showcase the knowledge and skills that you guys have developed over the years. Um, really, a big goal would be to get COVID behind us so that we can move forward because a lot of the things that are hindering us from creating those opportunities are the, the COVID-19 restrictions. So yes, absolutely. I think everyone should always have goals and continue to pursue those goals. Yeah, of course. Um, what did you do to get the money to buy the school? So it's not a, a bought school. So that's a, that's a very good question. So what happened is um, this is a public school that my wife and I started with those other educators and it's a it's a public benefit. So um, we did get a loan. So there's a startup grant that we got from the federal government that gave us about five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars to start the school. So that was everything from buying the furniture that you see all around you to the technology that you use in the classroom to the whiteboards. When we came onto this campus, there was nothing here. There weren't even chalkboards and whiteboards on the walls. It was a blank slate. So you have to have money to be able to buy the furniture and equipment. And then you also have money to like pay for advertising and printing and curriculum and all those different things. So we did get a grant that um, helped us with that. We also got a loan to get us started as well. Um, but at the end of the day, if I were to leave Kairos, my wife leave Kairos, um, we don't get anything. There's not selling it. There's not, you know, any stocks we get to cash in. 
nothing. It would be like, Hey, thank you everyone. Appreciated working with you. And, um, the board, our Kairos board of directors would hire a new executive director and the school would carry on. Um, but the, you know, there's no purchasing of it. It's, it's like we literally did a community service of launching a school to benefit the community. And it will be a, around as long as there's a demand. So again, this is a choice school. So as long as people want to come here, as long as our students perform at or better than how they would if they went to other schools, and as long as we follow everything that's written in our charter, which is our contract with the school district, it'll be around as long as, as all that is in place. Um, so really, you know, we were looking at it as a legacy to this community because one day I won't be here anymore. And whether that's a retirement or a new opportunity or whatever that is, you know, the goal was that we created something that is sustainable beyond us. And that's really what we want all of you to create. And when you guys are going off into the future, we want you guys to develop something that's beyond you and that will last beyond you. So that's our goal, and we try to live that by what we design and create every day. Yeah. Um, so um, how have you continued to raise money for the school? That's a great question, too. So uh, we have, as you guys have performed and really shown the community that um, you guys are achieving the mission here at Kairos, there have been other organizations that have wanted to give us money, whether it's the local um, organizations like Genentech that have donated towards robotics programs. We also have the Vacaville Public Education Foundation that's donated money for enrichment programs, after school programs, all that. And then recently we received a large donation of $125,000 from the Silicon Schools Foundation to support our growth. And so really they wanted to invest in what we need to grow to serve more students. So, you know, those things happen because people recognize the quality and the excellence that is happening at the school. And I can sit here and say how great it is all day long, but at the end of the day, we have to prove it. And our students have proved it for the last eight years. And so that's been able to help us get invested, um, you know, for funding and, that's how we got the 11 acres is that someone gave us a great deal because they believed in the school and the community that we have here. Yeah. So, um, uh, what is it like to work as a principal? Tiring. <laughs> um, it's tiring, but we're rewarding. So, you know, at the end of the day, you have a vision, right? We had a vision in starting the school and it doesn't always meet that vision every day. Um, there are 630 students in Kairos. That means 630 people problems that could happen every single day. And then there's another 70 staff members. So if you add that up, there's 700 people problems that could happen here every single day. And so with that though, there, there's the the reward that comes with it. So the, yes, there are struggles and there's things that we have to figure out and we don't always make everyone happy, but at the end of the day, the commitment to voice and choice is there. And you know, we, we have to do the things like being a principal. I never thought that I would be a principal in the middle of a pandemic trying to figure out how to get you guys back on campus. And you guys were the first ones on campus for over six months last year before everyone else came back. And so those are, 
things that you don't go to school for. No one goes to school to learn how to be a public health official as a principal and learn how to do contact tracing and testing and all those different things. So what it does show you, though, is that you can put anything you you can do anything you put your mind to. And I think that that's critical and you can figure it out. Just like I don't have all the answers that you're going to have to face one day. But hopefully what we're modeling as a principal or your teacher, campus monitor, whatever it may be, is problem solving skills and show you that no matter what the problem is, if you work with your team, you can figure out. So that's really what I do is I work with my team to f- solve problems every single day. Yeah. Um, on that note, um, how what do you think are some of the biggest responsibilities that you hold as a principal? So we have our core values. Those will be my biggest responsibilities so that we, you know, those would be that we're going to be student centered, which means that every decision we make, we look to see how it's going to affect students first. Going back to the pandemic, we opened school because it was what was best for students. And so that was an example of holding true to the core values. Another responsibility that I have is making sure we're fiscally responsible which means we have the money to operate, the money to turn the lights on every day, the money to pay the high quality staff like Mr. Lindsay that's with us today or any of the other teachers that are here. We got to make sure we're fiscally responsible with doing that. We also have to make sure one of my other uh, core values is that we have excellence in everything that we do. And that means what does excellence mean? It means something that is an excellent product, something that you should be proud of, something that is attracting other people. It's something that's of high quality. And so making sure that the learning you're having is high quality, the activities that we're doing are high quality. Those are just a few examples of some of the core values that are my responsibilities to make sure that everyone on campus implements on a daily basis. What is the process on hiring a new staff member? And what are the main qualities you look for when hiring new staff members? You guys have got some great questions. I like this. Um, So I personally have my four C's. And I learned this from a mentor of mine when hiring. So every person you see on our campus that we've hired demonstrates one of these four C's. So they have to have good character. So the character is the one. Um, communication they have to be able to communicate well they have to have chemistry with their team so they have to be able to get along and work together as a team and then they have to be able to have capacity and capacity means that they can take on more work they can um, grow with the organization they could handle difficult things um, all of those things so if you've got one of those four C's and you have to have all four of the four C's in order to be on our team that's really what we look for Um, as far as applying for a job and getting hired here, it's just like any other job. You apply when we have an opening, uh, we bring people in for an interview and then we ask usually between 10 and 11 questions. And each of those questions is geared to try to draw out whether or not they have one of the four C's that we're looking for with hiring onto our organization. Well, um, since we have a little bit extra time, we're going to ask you a question that we ask most of our guests, and it is, what is your biggest wonder? So um, what is something that you that you have a question for that can't be answered? It could be anything. I think the biggest wonder that I have in relation to the school is something that kind of drives us every single day. I wonder what it's going to be like 10 years from now 
with you guys entering the workforce and wondering what demands are going to be put onto you. Because the high demand, high paying jobs of today were not the high demand, high paying jobs of 10 years ago. And so really what we focus on and the way that I try to deal with wonder, right? Like, you know, you can wonder how things are going to go, but you also have to like have a strategy to navigate that, right? So what I do is we look on, if you look in all the classrooms, we have our Esslers. So we want our students to be effective communicators, self-directed learners. We want them to be responsible citizens and we want them to be critical thinkers. If you can demonstrate, if you can do those four things, you will be successful in whatever the career is. So whether it's working for Google in the future or Facebook or Meta or whoever these want to change their names and do new things, if you could be a critical thinker, a self-directed learner, you know, all of those different things, you'll be successful. So I do wonder, like for my own kids, I say, you know, I don't know what they're going to do in the future. Are they going to be a principal? I mean, 10 years ago, if you said you wanted to be a principal, no one thought you were going to be dealing with a pandemic and having to be a contact tracer and tester and all the different stuff. But again, critical thinking, self-directed learners, all of those things are the core of what we try to come back to. And that's helped us be successful. And so I have to wonder and believe that if we can instill those skills into you guys, that you will be successful in whatever comes up in the future. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us here today. Um, for all the listeners, thank you for listening, one. And um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Kairos Beanbag and on Anchor at anchor.fm slash the beanbag. And we will see you next time. Bye.